Do you want to talk about how you're feeling right now? Oh, so many questions. What does this mean? What do I do? <laughs> Go on! Tell them what you think! I liked it. I think your calculations may have been off. I think it's all right. I just have a lot of feelings. This pleases me. These are perfectly normal feelings. Do you even know what you sound like when you talk like that? Now, shall we begin? Later on, I might tell you about The Real Feels Many Failings as a podcast, and as a grab baggins picker. But important first to say is the one big thing. I've only loved three podcasts in my life. The Joe Rogan experience was a lengthy bugger, so that only leaves What Does It Matters podcast, How Did This Get Made, obviously, and this podcast right here. I'd only give one piece of advice to anyone listening. We're all quite similar in the end. We all quote Indiana Jones or Willow, and we watch the same movies that you do way too many times. But try and listen to a podcast that has feels. And this is an example of a grab baggins that feels. I'm not particularly proud of many things in my life, but I'm very proud to be a co-host of this podcast with these two chaps. Yeah. Nathan. <laughs> Nathan. That was, that was touchy. <sighs> Drew and I have something we want to say to you. Very important. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to the Real Feels podcast where uh, we take a movie fortnightly and we jump into it and we pick it apart and we bring it to you served up on a nice little uh, platter. And if we don't, we just go back in time. We do it. And if we didn't get it right, we'd go back and we'd do it again. Uh, and this, this time, we have 2013's About Me. About, about me. <laughs> about me. <laughs> no, we have 2013's About Time. I have some bad news. My parents, they're visiting. When? Now. God. Okay, okay. Um, stole them. Come on up. Um... Do I live here? Oh, definitely not. Um, uh, are we having sex? Uh, it... yeah, but not oral. I wasn't going to mention oral. Okay, good, don't. <laughs> How did you think that was going to come up? Should we come back when you haven't got any company? Tim actually, uh, lives here. Really? Yeah, but no oral sex, I promise you. Tim, my dear son, this is going to sound strange. The men in the family can... Travel in time. Wow. Is as good a reaction as any. I think I plumped for fuck. But it was the 70s. You go into a dark place. Think of the moment you're going to and you'll find yourself there. Tim actually uh, lives here. You don't say. But uh, I live in the spare room. We, we don't have a, sp a spare room, but in the, in the spare bit of her room where she, where she isn't. In other words, there's no sex of any kind. Thank you, pardon. Excuse me. It's gonna be a complicated year. It's gonna be a complicated life. Although it's not as dramatic as it sounds. You can't kill Hitler or shag Helen of Troy, unfortunately. 
Yeah. So I dare ask, what did you guys think of the film? Well, I loved it, but I hate it. Yeah. And if I need I, no, I, more I, of a reason to drink. <laughs> And, and I feel like it, it was also um, like revenge for all the crying that you had to do when rewatching Interstellar. <laughs> Touche. 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 But it was a very thoughtful and very tender movie. Uh, and it did the time travel, I think, without being overly hokey about it. Though my one flaw for this movie is when he's doing his like cupboard, hands clenched time travel thing. He should have squeaked out a fart at some point. <laughs> just one time. Just a little popper. I would have been happy and moved on with my life. It's like, gotta go back and see dad. Or <laughs> <laughs> grabs his pants just a little bit. And he's like, nope, oh, gotta redo that. I gotta, re- <laughs> I gotta redo the redo. Uh, well, the reason why... So this is my uh, romantic drama. And... The reason why I picked this over a couple of other ones, mainly 500 Days of Summer, because that was the big contender with this movie, was mainly because, and it's weird, Zoe Deschanel was actually going to be Mary for this this film, but but she was preoccupied, So, which I'm glad. I'm glad that she was not yeah, Mary. She's a little bit too... We already had the space cadet with Kitty Cat. Yes. So I, I, I don't need Joey, Zoe Dejanel playing the fucking ukulele during this movie. She actually would have been a decent <laughs> Kit Kat, I think. I think that would, would have been okay. Yeah, I mean, it was a good cast all around. All around. Uh, very yeah. strong. I, I, thought it was, I thought it was a very, very good cast. I mean... One of the most touching movies I've seen Bill Nighy in. Yeah. No, nothing seemed out of place. I mean, even with the even with the minor characters like Rory or um, the uh, the douche, you know, boyfriend for the sister. Yeah. Nothing seemed too much. Nothing seemed too little. And a hundred percent, Jack. Like Bill Nye's. Can he just be? I mean, even uh, even General Hux. Yeah. yeah. I was yeah. sitting there like I don't really like this Star Wars, but all right. And I'll I forget I, f- I forget who he was in Ex Machina. I forget his character's name, but yeah, you get you definitely get to see a different side of him. And I mean, he's he's charmingly British, despite for being Irish. You know, Rachel McAdams, yeah. Canadian, and Margot Robbie, Australian. That's a very nice. Uh, hey, everyone, can you all do British or American? <laughs> <laughs> Rachel McAdams does do the perfect sort of that girl next door. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I do enjoy her. Do you like uh, my frock? Yeah. <laughs> more like a squirrel, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not taking my pants off for Scotland. <laughs> there, but there was a big reason why I ended up going with this and instead of 500 Days of Summer is because 500 Days of Summer is completely a love story that, spoiler alert, like goes nowhere kind of goes off the rails yeah this like has a very consistent like love story throughout it because like that's all he really is like it's all he really kind of wants in life is just like love did was anybody else thought that was a little bit odd like he could have could out of all the things he could have done i want to get a girlfriend well Well, that was that wasn't i mean that was like the most important to him at that point and he was like well obviously like money and like his dad really like does a good job oh it's a big splicit (laughs) yeah he did he did say he's all like it's not it's not everything you think it's gonna turn out to be and i mean and everyone has is obviously having their choices in what they're gonna be doing like even has the dad he's like what did you mostly do he's like books 
I've read everything that a man could want. Dickens twice. Like, yeah. It, it's weird also that he only kind of gives him these directions. And for the most part, he does very well with them. He doesn't step outside the morality border, like, at all. Yeah, he never kind of ventures anywhere left or right. And I also love the fact that, like, in the background, the, the, the second viewing, you had to pay attention because every single time that you saw Bill Nye in the background, he's watching and, and, he, he, and, yeah. he, and he's observing. And you know that in his eye, he's all like, oh, he came back to fix this. OK. And I think I think my own imagination is what screwed with me the first watch through the most because i was just like oh god like what is next what's going to happen next like thinking like she gets like that last scene where they're walking home and they're like talking on the phone to each other <gasps> i like, thought she was gonna, gonna get hit by a car get, like, hit by yes! a car or or just i've just kept on waiting for like the most terrible shit that my my imagination could conjure so when the movie was finally over i was like oh god oh the relief it wasn't as the bad as i thought is. it was going to be we only lost one <laughs> I know. Like, every single time that like they were trying to go back, and you did think something, you did think that something bad was going to be happening, and especially when he's trying to go back and fix it, I just kept thinking like to the to the intro of like 2002's like a time machine going. Well, he obviously can't save the love of his life because every single time she gets run over by a carriage, she gets shot. You know, she dies of something else. I was imagining some some horrible um, Doctor Strange, like he's just going through like the the three billion scenarios where he's, you know, he's able to save his <laughs> oh. wife or child's life. Oh, this is yeah, this is the one. <sighs> and, and so I'm watching it do the second rewatch with Anna today. It was her first watch ever, and uh, <laughs> ooh. <laughs> she, she kept on saying, "What category is this again? What genre is this?" <laughs> And then when he uh, gets back in touch with Margot Robbie, and and he's walking her up to her place, and she's like, I don't like where this is going. I don't like this. (laughs) You know, it looks better on the inside. And okay, (laughs) let's let's just be real for just two seconds. Margot Robbie, like... (laughs) <laughs> she is she's standing there first of all like she the love of his life you know in the beginning and all of a sudden he's like yeah i have this power to time travel and i'm not gonna do it like come on so this is where I well think- nathan you can say whatever you want about that I'm- but i've been quarantined with a woman i'm gonna marry in six <laughs> months so no <laughs> she gets a nice pat on the shoulder and she goes to bed i'm pretty sure that even brooke would have uh, been like uh yeah you go with that girl she is hot like <laughs> she's gonna be more upset that you didn't do it <laughs> wow uh, see and, and then i kept on thinking um you know we've done some of the couch co-op you know rpgs where you know you save the game and then you realize that you fucked something up mm-hmm. and, but you can't go back because you've already saved over it yep um, imagine if it was a different sort of movie where the guy was a drunk and he just keeps on going back and like completely fucking up his life like oh i didn't like how that went off i'm gonna go back and redo it and like well if you want to see that movie go watch uh butterfly effect because that uh, is like every I time i don't need ashton kutcher in my life <laughs> every at this juncture and every time he goes back it is it just is like, oh, it got worse. Congratulations. It did, it, it did get worse. And every single time that, like, Butterfly get over Effect. The top with that. Oh, my gosh. I, every time he went back and I'm thinking, like, what did you do? Look at Amy Smart. What did you do? And it's so drastically different, which is what I kind of oh, yeah. enjoyed about it. Every, like, every single is, time. Like, every time he goes back, 
everything is still like kind of on the trajectory of like what's going to happen and nothing goes really off the rails when he goes back in time. Yeah. 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 Uh, this movie kind of reminded me of, uh, have you guys ever seen The Beginners with uh, Ewan McGregor and uh, the dad from uh, Sound of Music, Christopher Plummer? I can't say that I, I haven't. That I have. Oh. It, it's also sort of a romantic drama bit of a comedy as well it's also got a little bit of that you know the gut punch but it doesn't have the you know how can i fuck up time aspect about it but it's it's worth a watch it's a pretty good pretty little touching movie too also similar with the you know the father-son relationship and and that sort of thing this movie really doesn't hit on the like fucking up time part of it which i'm so glad it's more about just having to make the hard choice of okay i have to like be like everyone else about this now when he i could give my sister a fresh start or keep the oh, child that i originally yeah. fell in love with. which that is one of the only plot holes that i kind of found like majorly i think with it is that he doesn't know the like the reveal of like the little boy he because w- when she comes out of the closet and she goes oh my gosh jay like oh he's so quirky and like it's, this is weird that like I have these now new memories of him, but so he would have right. had memories of the boy. I get it. For dramatic effect, it was this, oh my God, what is this kid doing in my house? I, I feel that that little bit of a moment, they sort of just didn't want the audience to look too closely at it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I mean, I'm not 100% sure I'm I'm liking the idea that when we're introduced to the abilities of the men in the family, he said the men can travel back in time. I was like, and, and somehow he's able to transport his sister with him as well. I, I don't know how I felt about that tiny little aspect of the plot. I, I yeah. liked it being, I liked it being stuck with like the sole responsibility is with. Yeah, but if they, if they didn't foreshadow that, then you would have had the end scene you know going down to the beach or that would have been a little bit more unbelievable maybe yeah maybe the very very first time that i like watched this i didn't catch that uncle desmond is um is you know mary's mo- you know uh, brother and so i thought that he was oh for uh, half a second i thought he was i thought he was a time traveler too and so i was kind of like is that why he's just kind of like absent minded yeah that he's like oh like wait who he's wait, taken like- too many jumps <laughs> <laughs> and uncle desmond thought that this would be <laughs> <laughs> the jump that took him out. <laughs> well, I love the uh, the playwright. Uh, oh, Tom oh. Hollander's character. Yes, <laughs> he's miserable fucking bastard. He's funny. Uh, what the fuck do you want? I'm James's son. Who? James Lake. What about him? He said you had a room. Go in there. And wait. Quietly. I mean it. Don't make a sound. Or I'll kill you. I was actually having the first good idea I've had for a decade when you rang on the doorbell. But now it's gone. You little shit. Oh, that's my daughter. Uh, you can have sex with her. Apparently, everyone else has. <laughs> Apparently, everyone else has. <laughs> but, but that was also something else. Like he's obviously sort of tortured because you never, you know, he's married. You know, he has a daughter, but you never see any of them. And he's showing up for like the kids' birthdays and shit. I love, so. I love Rory. You never bring anything smaller than a child to the birthday. <laughs> shut up <laughs> and he's very consistent throughout the entire thing 
of just being that like miserable and even on the day of like the funeral when he's just like he's like no we hate today like like are you kidding me like this is like the worst day and for someone who's always miserable to have like a worst day like that is just telling how deep their emotions really are and like that they're never at like that that low there always is that like no 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 no. there's a lower than this that makes sense yeah it, it would uh after he has that touching little moment with the uncle when they find out that his dad's sick and his uncle's like you know your dad told me oh. that he loved me oh uh, my gosh on your wedding that was the happiest day of my life i guess this makes the worst and then when it shows him going to walk in to see his dad <sighs> like i almost imagined like the han zimmer score from interstellar like booming as he opens the door like no no i can't handle these emotions <laughs> at, that, at that point Dang. that's exactly that's exactly <laughs> when i sent nathan that gif and i'm all like you know or sorry you know what this is almost worse than there was your camera, aren't you? Aren't you gonna take some pictures? Pictures of what? You know, crying babies covered in chocolate, people singing happy birthday to my son who've never even met him before, you know, the, the whole routine. Where do you think we are? Oh god. Screw you. Oh, I will god. Scrubs funeral you every single time. That is such a hard part too cuz you're just like, "Oh, you're just on the long for the ride with him and then all of a sudden you realize, "Oh, that's yeah. okay. That that moment, I that's the first thing that came into my mind when he, you know, he pops into the room and the dad's all like, "Oh, this part. You should like I mean, understand like there's there's this section in the book and he looks at me and he's like, "Where have you come from?" And it, because then the dad realizes yeah. it. And then Oh my god. That yeah. entire the entire moment of Brennan Fraser's funeral and Scrubs and oh my god, I hate you so much right now. So here's <laughs> here's a little like I want to dive into this question just a tiny tiny bit because it's really not something that I feel like I want to get too stuck on, but I want to like touch on it. So if you have it's it's imperative to have boy because the boy can kind of keep you. First of all, when he sees your death, can come back tell you because if you. Do you see where I'm going with this? If you live out your life and die, you can't oh, you come. Mean, you can't yeah. go back. But if well, your son yeah. sees you die and knows how you die, you can always kind of like bounce around in the past. And you as know, long as you don't change something exactly super yeah. dramatically, you decide to have more kids, right? And then, yeah, and then or if you, just, you don't have any more kids, you know, it's your third kid anyway. So if it kind of changes from time to time, that's okay. Still got the other two. <laughs> You know, the insurance baby. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so, oh, so true. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, also, ladies and gentlemen, if you uh, if you have trouble getting to sleep at night, you could watch this movie because afterwards you'll be so emotionally drained that all you want to do is take a nap. Yeah. Uh, I'm walking around the apartment here, took a shower after doing the rewatch, and just like, man, I'm, I'm like, like sob drunk right now. <laughs> Got the thousand yard stare from this movie. This, but the sobs don't come necessarily from the love story part of it of like them going through a huge. That's the relationship between him and his dad. Yeah, but also you get a little bit of the um, the because like the two of them are very consistently like together on stuff um mm-hmm. like you know when they're sitting there with kit kat which i was like mm, how long are you guys gonna sit there because you guys do have kids like you i mean like you can't just leave them to their own devices like you need to get what if you need to like leave and get go check on them but then it looked like it was only like a day or so 
that they were in the hospital. Maybe right. they got the British nanny. Right, or they could have dropped them. They could have dropped them off with you know the grandparents. Well, they were with uh, was it Joanna. Uh, oh, they were, oh yeah, they were with Joanna. That's right, like, the prostitute. Uh, no, she, not the. <laughs> she looks like a prostitute. <laughs> I I do love the meeting with Mary and the mom. I mean, it's it's such the idealistic, like, British dialogue that's writing. And, I mean, she asked him, she asked her flat out, so, like, you know, what's wrong with you? What are what are some things? And she's like, oh, okay, direct. Hmm, well. And what are your faults? I mean, little weaknesses. Oh, uh, I, <laughs> uh, well, I'm very insecure. Sweet. Okay, I, um, I have a very bad temper sometimes. Crucial. How else are you gonna get a fella to do what you want? <laughs> oh, and of course I have, um, I have a weakness for your son. So do I. But best not to tell him. Don't want him getting cocky. <laughs> and uh, I have a weakness for your son. Huh, well, so do I. But let's not, not tell him. him. <laughs> we don't want him to get cocky. Does your mother still look like Andy Warhol? <laughs> what?! <laughs> <laughs> and I, I do like how he he uh he helped out the you know the p- playwright by you know trying to to fix getting the actors to remember their lines at the end and how it wasn't you know it, it was a yes. dude for both it was the of wrong it. one i thought that was hilarious i mean opening the door and you see richard griffiths and he's all like how are the lines excuse me oh i mean like the the courtroom scene they're uh they're pretty tough lines right maybe you want to relook at them bugger off <laughs> No, he tells him to fuck off, yeah. and then he calls him like an arsene something or another. It was a great little little tidbit uh, that came out of his mouth. I, I he do, like, he's like, wait a minute. No, it's maybe the I wrong should look one. at these lines. Yeah. <laughs> it's the wrong one. <laughs> oh, that was actually Richard Griffith's last movie before he passed away. Oh. Uh, the History well, Boys was a little... That was interesting. Like He's he's had some interesting roles, but uh, a fun a fun actor. I like oh, him. I love Richard Griffiths. I mean, not only, of course, like playing Uncle Vernon in the Harry Potter series, which probably he's more widely known for by, I think, worldly perspective, but him originating the role of the of the English teacher in the History Boys and then also taking the same cast and having it in the uh, the movie version. I love his role in the History Boys. So he was in obviously Harry Potter and so was uh, you know Donald Gleason, but was is that the Bill, only two? Bill Nye. Bill right? Nye. So cuz uh, Mary says something when they're talking about the best man and she says like that's that's a that's lock, a lock for, for Hagrid. Hagrid. Ah, that's a, little, that's a little Harry Potter shout out. I like the the revolving best man that he goes through all the possibilities before he ends up uh, finally sticking with his father. I didn't understand why he didn't pick his dad in the first place. Yeah. Probably because I mean, he it felt just... like he was gonna, you know, he he, he kind of picked that best friend first, but I don't know. I, the, I, the, I... the one asshole had the. Uh, like the PowerPoint presentation of all the girls that he was interested in. Oh my now the numbers God. mean <laughs> this one means five is a blowjob. <laughs> this is full that? penetration. <laughs> oh my so, God! When, when that scene happened, I was like, "Is is is this the future we'd be looking at if uh, I had picked Cody to be my best friend?" One hundred percent. Cody, if you listen to this podcast, that's why. That's why. <laughs> You know. <laughs> you, you know what you did. Now, this is not Richard Curtis's, uh, you know, 
first uh first go he also did your um love actually yeah i do love love actually and did four weddings but um you know obviously love actually is his big mainstay so uh are you guys proud of his follow-up are you proud of this uh this movie that he did yeah it wasn't as corny as love actually even though i do love that movie i watch it you know every christmas Mm -hmm. time this is just a much different sort of a beast and uh i like how they did do the time traveling without getting too sci-fi about it Uh, right it's almost like they they will themselves it's not like popping into a machine it's not taking a serum or anything like that it's not some random device it's the power in themselves and especially it, it does go back to the idea that you have to know when you're going you have to know where it is you have to have seen it it's kind of like like Nightcrawler's ability to teleport somewhere. And I like how uh, he told him about the, the dad told him about the uh, Dom Hall Gleason about the mothership towards the end. And I, I thought that was a great scene, you know, go ahead and, and live your day and then go back and live it all over again. Right. Got the stress and the anxiety out of the way. And you can just sort of appreciate life for what it is and the, the beauty inherent in it. Uh, and then he, he ends up towards the end of the movie, just not, even time traveling anymore just Mm -hmm. always in that state of mind but you know that as soon as you know if he does have a boy that well not even any boy it's just any any child oh you mean like because if he has a boy he's gonna have to tell him about it tell him about it obviously at his 21st you know birthday and then also because you know dad still goes back once in a while and does a couple of things he doesn't do it very often but just like that speech i love that he's like no no, I didn't say that, and I should have said that. So you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna uh, don't you know, don't you tell me what I can do. I'm a grown don't man. Don't tell me. What <laughs> <laughs> it's so great though, because if again, if you had this power, you're gonna use it. Like I don't care how much you think life is precious and yada yada. Like no bullshit. Like you're gonna time travel and fix a couple of things, and you're gonna make sure. Ooh, you know what? That did not go quite how it could have gone. Yeah, but I mean, I think the desire would be there, but I think. I think it inevitably comes back to the same thing that is kind of taught in the idea of like time traveling to the past. Like, do you really need to fix something? Because everything in your life has, you know, stemmed partially from this mistake or this oversight. And I mean, would would your life really be at a point where your understanding, your morality, your ethics, I mean, something, would it really be the right choice? Yeah, or without with the wrong kind of person, that sort of ability could be used in a very immoral mm-hmm. way. Which is, again, um, I'm I'm glad that they preface that of, oh, don't, don't go down this road or this road because others have tried it and look where it got them. Like, nowhere, their lives sucked. So really try and use it for like good and for things that you want or need and don't go too it didn't far. Make me, it didn't make me cringe a whole lot, except the, the Kate Moss exhibit scene. I was like, oh man, this I was this very 90s, like, wasn't it? We need to move along <laughs> here, man. Oh boy. Every time. So real quick, every time that they were playing the song, they're like, someone I love you. Bum, bum, like I kept singing 
along with it, but then I would <laughs> I would start singing um Hedwick and the Angry Itch. Yeah. I put on some makeup and put on the A track. I'm pulling the wig down off of the shelf. So yes. yeah, that got distracting. But I liked the the little subway scene of them like kinda I wanted them to be doing more growing up, like like a little bit longer of a time span, but it was nice that they're just dun dun. Dun, dun, dun. This is the subway montage. <laughs> Gonna kiss her twice. Uh, 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 uh. Gonna go and be a lawyer. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> Gonna read some books because I'm a publisher. No. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> where's Where's our daughter? Left her downstairs with the office unlocked and my and manuscript. <laughs> Hello. And I'm just thinking, like, why doesn't he just go back and fix this like five minutes? I think he was he was trying to. He was. Trying oh yeah, to get yeah, that's right. He, yeah, he kept trying to like go back. But I mean, even at that moment, I would have. <laughs> I would have tried to like get out even before that. Well, while they were still upstairs, yeah, that, that, that was a great little scene too, where she's tried on all the dresses and. Okay, what about this? Gorgeous. We did it. <gasps> no, it's too breasty. Is it? Okay. It's not too breasty. No, I'm not wearing these heels. I look like a prostitute. Well, not high heels then. Yeah, but then we have the short legs problem. Okay. Well, do you want to look like a prostitute or a dwarf? Warning. That's a warning. I, I did enjoy that sort of that little intimacy couple. And moment. he's just like, I'm going mad. Oh, perfect. No, too breasty. No, too breasty. Well, that one I like. This is just what's going on under the dress I'm about to pick up. You naughty boy. Bad boy. Bad boy. So we got to pour out one for a girl, Polly, because that girl, the first time, she looks so defeated that he, he does not want to kiss oh. her. The, the New Year's Eve handshake. Oh, like, wait, like the side, the side, the side kiss, side kiss handshake. Oh man, I mean, yeah, she was so upset, so she's upset. Got a, she's got a weird ice thing going on, but I mean, you know, close your eyes and there you go. So, <laughs> they 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 implied it. They implied it, but uh, I think he definitely punched the sister kitty cat's uh boyfriend after she had the accident because i think he went back punched him and redid it because there was a, a what like a split second where he changes direction and you just see him ball his fist but again you never really see anything else hmm. so i think they did imply that he gave uh gave the shitty boyfriend a, a little bit of the what for and then probably went back and changed it so or went back and changed what he was going to change and it, it wouldn't really matter if he punched him in the face or not but it still felt good to punch him in the face. Yeah, yeah. I'm also mm. glad that they they didn't do anything too like. I mean, they had like obviously like the the make a choice, you know, but not where it's Rory dying or you know your sister dying, and then like having to choose. Do I choose? How do I choose? Like between two lives, it's more of oh, I just have to like no longer see this person because they're dying of natural causes, and you know this is right yeah. or or the instance of like hey. I'm going to let my sister not get in this car yeah. crash and that but that some for some reason that tiny ripple causes me not to have my baby girl which I'm so. I'm glad that that didn't you know that she, obviously if she would have died I think he really would have made a very different decision like crap I I'm going to have to learn to love this like this boy and lose my little girl because I can't lose Kit Kat like you know just that that would have been like much more of a moral dilemma for him which I'm glad they didn't go with and obviously 
a mute point. Yeah, because what if he continued on with the little boy and he ended up like resenting the kid? Ugh. Now, what if Whole different uh, movie. they should have injected a little bit of comedy into it where Dom Hall Gleason would just indulge his sort of his slightly petty side every now and again. Like his wife eats the last piece of birthday cake that he was looking forward to all afternoon. So he like he goes back and comes home during lunch and eats it so she can't have it. <laughs> it's like, honey, where's the cake? Oh, I threw it out. Why? <laughs> Moldy. Oh, well, the, Moldy. Well, the kids must have gotten into it. <laughs> I, I do love the constant, like, coming back and it's all like, this is my girlfriend. Oh, girlfriend. Oh, my God. I could be so confident as a heterosexual male now because you have a girlfriend. Oh, that was a little bit of a... That was, uh, that a, was a little cringy, too. but it was Especially funny. Especially when he comes back the second time, he's like, oh, it could be misconstrued. And she's like, I am yeah. gay. And it's like, oh, oh yeah, let me... Let me walk this over here real quick. But I love that he even like goes that step further of like, nope, fuck that. I'm not I'm not doing that. I'm I know. Not even gonna, <laughs> yes, not I, even gonna I did love that. that. I almost thought that Rory, during his best man speech, was going to bring up that he went away that Holy evening crap, that been. with Margot Robbie's character, like out to dinner. Like he because the whole thing was like, okay, Mary didn't want to go to the theater. She didn't like the theater. Oh, but who's gonna be such a loser to be free on a Saturday night? Take Rory. Yes, bravo, bravo. And that amazing blonde girl you met. No, no. Right, exactly. And go like, oh, you know, there's this one night and I'll never forget it. And it really told me something. And then I thought he was going to go into this entire thing. It's all like, she was there. He told me it was her ex, you know, her, his one true love when he was love. a child, <laughs> his first love. And then there they went, walking off into the darkness together and me heading home alone. Go, Rory. <laughs> but you had a friend. But then he I, called uh, me and we set up a proposal. It was Oh my great. gosh. Yeah, I thought, I thought everything was going to go downhill at that point but then he shared some type of story about law business i thought uh, dom hall gleason was gonna stand up for rory at some point and say like his name is fucking rory it's not roger it's not rupert it's fucking rory he's worked for you for five years uh, i know that's why i thought he kept going back in time after you said like you know is this the best you can do no 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 clearly clearly it's not i can i can obviously fix this but all he does is he has like the word dick on a notepad which with is an arrow funny. i mean it was funny but it was like I mean, if you didn't pay attention, it was like half a second because the guy was already gone in the first place. And I'm thinking, who are the other people on the opposite side of that table that might see that and go like, I'm sorry, Tim, what, just, what is that? <laughs> just your background rom-com, you know, people, they're, they're not going to rock the boat and say, um... I'm going to tell the boss that you wrote Dick. <laughs> no, 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 no. Extras from Love Actually. <laughs> uh, they'll get better. They'll get better. <laughs> uh, are you guys ready for uh, some segmentes? Segments. That was almost like uh, like some Alpen yodeling. There. I had to come in a little bit. Ricola. <laughs> Ricola. Segmente. <laughs> uh, so um, I want to get the sad one out of the way first. Oh, Jesus. Because I, I realized the order that I put him in. I'm Let's like, oh, go on is... a high note. <laughs> yeah. So and you should have picked this one for your first movie this season. <laughs> God damn it. All right, so one last day. On the last day of the last memory of his father, Tim goes back to when he was very young, and he spends the day on the beach with him. My son. My dad. Is there anything at all I can do? Is there anything you want to do? I don't know. There is this one thing. A quick little walk. Uh, if you knew that the last day was the, was the last chance to spend with the sibling or a parent, 
what would you do and what would you go back and relive also uh, like what was a game and activity that you found that was really special that uh like you now have you know after you've grown up like what's something that you kind of like look back on and go oh yeah that was awesome uh, who wants to go first nathan can go first since he put us through this <laughs> okay yeah you you go first with your fucking emotional bullshit <laughs> <All right>. so <laughs> i would go back and uh and i wouldn't change anything about it i would go back to the day that there was a day that my dad and i went hunting we were duck hunting and we couldn't like we had our dog with us uh she's a lab uh her name was melanie and we were positioned at a really good spot on the the lake and we could not hit anything like we shot so much and we were such bad shots that day and we were just dying laughing because Melanie, our dog, is usually really calm and like just ready to like go jump in the water and, and go retrieve the duck, and that's all she could do. And she couldn't do that, so she was getting like pissed at us. And so she was just barking like the most angry bark she's ever had because we were missing, and so we were laughing and we couldn't it was just such a like a fun experience to like be doing something with my dad and you know, that we, we both really enjoyed and to be doing horrible at it, but having so much fun. And, and yeah, so that was, that would be something that I'd go back and just, just relive. Now, something that a fun game of activity later on that day, and a lot of the days we would play that crossbows and catapults game, which I've, I know I've talked about before. <laughs> and that game was just so much fun because we'd set up in the, uh, in the kitchen or we would play tennis ball hockey in this small ass kitchen we just had the tiniest kitchen and somehow we would play hockey with a tennis ball and these like plastic sticks and it was i don't know how we did it because there's just no physical dimensions that you could be able to fit in there i don't know it just it was awesome so that's uh that's mine jack well um obviously would be uh my own father so we had gone on uh you know, a bit of a cliche, just like the movie The Beach, but we went on this family vacation to South Carolina, to the, or North Carolina, to the beach there. I had like a condo for a week and just, uh, you know, all the, the lazy days by the ocean building sandcastles. And then we would do this thing where we would go out to the water, into the ocean, to where I was swimming. I couldn't put my feet down, but my, my dad could still, you know, had his feet down and I'd put both hands on his shoulders and then he would cup his hands and I would step into the cupped hands and then he would launch me mm -hmm. up into the air. And <clears throat> I was just a string bean, string bean back then. And it would just launch me. I just, I felt like I was almost flying and then come crashing down in the water. And uh, we would do this until he was literally too exhausted to, <laughs> to lift me up anymore. Uh, and we've got old family photo albums where, you know, you just see this, this this man out in the ocean and this little like five-year-old boy like you know a few feet launched above his head so it, it would probably be something like that the gamer activity i i sort of have taken that that sort of rough housing fun rough housing with my nieces and nephews that i learned from my dad where i call it the stew pot <laughs> and uh, it's where i'll grab uh, each of the nieces and uh, my nephews and i'm the ogre 
and I'm going to drag <laughs> them over, throw them over my shoulder, and then on a chair or a bed or something or a couch, I throw them into the stew pot and then stir them around and you have to <laughs> you know, use some knife hands and you got to cut up the cut them up and then you got to tenderize but not them. Not him. He's got you know? worms. And, and so like when I when I'm grabbing one, the other is escaping and it's just this, you know, squealing, uh, you know, squealing kids running away from uh, not the stew pot. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think it's that i love it all right you know mine's a little bit simpler um we would always go out to um arvin for like family gatherings when we were younger and out there it would either be going to grandma's house or my aunt's house, or one of our cousins. And usually everyone had their own designated house for a particular holiday. Going out for Easter, we would always go to my aunt Ginger's house, and my dad always loved to be, I mean, he's like a big orator. He loves to talk. He's very loquacious. He, being the center of attention, he loves telling a story. He just gets everyone there. So, I mean, it's it kind of connects, but like something that my dad always allowed me to do sometimes when I was younger, like between like eight and ten, I would sit very very, very close to him in in the car and he would let me quote unquote drive. So of course it's like him slightly hugging the bottom of the steering wheel with like two bit two tightly gripped fingers and him pressing the gas, but I'm holding the steering wheel. I'm driving the car. And it was just, I don't know, like that's something that was like always really, really special to me. And it it was because it was just like me and dad sitting in the car driving out to Arvin to like another family gathering. But there's also just something so mesmerizing when my dad gets into story mode and he's just telling a story. And he again, he loves an audience, but everyone's so captivated by him. And he just gets into a story and he'll, you know, he gets so eager and he just gets so energetic. I mean, even when he'll like say the family prayer before everyone's going to eat, he always usually ends it up with uh, like, you know, like, amen, holy ghost, biggest hog eats the most. (laughs) 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 And so, I mean, just it's, it's the combination of like, driving to those family events with him, but also like spending certain times with those. And yeah, those are, those are really, really special to me. Uh, A game playing as a child. We didn't really play a lot of games with my dad per se. uh, But one thing that we did that we kind of did enjoy, we would call, um, we call it Bop It. And this Mm -hmm. was before, obviously, like the real, like the real Bop It. This was something before that we did. Smash it. Go back in time. Fix it. What what essentially bop it for us was it was just getting the bathroom towels and snapping them at each other. Okay. So we would. So my brother, my brother, myself, and my so dad. So you play grab ass. No, not grab ass. We would just like go around and we would like, you know, hide around a corner or like hide in a room. And, you know, people would like track each other down to the house and we would just like jump out and like snap the towel. And of course, then it's like, yeah, I snapped him. And then of course, then he winds up his towel. And I mean, you would just you're like you're running like, no, no. And he would always say like that he knew how to like wind up and fold his towel in a certain way that if he snapped it, he was going to like, you know, crack open our skin. And he would he was slowly like wind up his towel menacingly and, you know, walk towards us and he's like i'm gonna snap it i'm gonna snap it so hard and we're like no dad no the, the five point open palm de- technique yeah <laughs> the exploding, heart the technique. exploding towel snap so i mean those are those are always fun it was just yeah it's uh it's good stuff well very good okay let's go on to the the rapid fire i'm not taking my pants off for scotland 
segment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm going to ask you guys four short three-part answer uh, questions, and then you guys are going to pick one of those, and it's just going to be quick little rapid-fire questions. So, And we'll go Jack Drew, Drew Jack, Jack Drew, Drew Jack for answers. Got that? Okay. All right, so here we go. First up, how many times would you guys read Dickens? Once, twice, or thrice? Nonce. Nonce. Ooh, Drew. I mean... What, what do you mean? Just like anything by Charles Dickens? If you are... Okay, this is about time, guys. If you... <laughs> how many times did you solely pick to read Dickens? All of Dickens. Once. Oh, once. Once. Okay, both of you once. All right. All right. Name a New Year's kiss that you would do over, never do, or double down. Double down means like take it further. Well, there was one New Year's Eve. Uh, weather was terrible. Uh, all the parties had sort of been canceled, so I stayed home alone. This was years and years 30 ago. seconds, Jack. 30 <laughs> seconds. So the, the New Year's kiss would have been the massive, half-exploded bowl of Totina's pizza rolls. There you go. <laughs> Drew. And then I doubled down uh, with the first one with Anna. Oh. Drew. Um, can I say double down, but not go in the direction that you think it should? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Which direction? I'm, would I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna That's go with time the, part. I'm gonna go with the New Year's kiss that was offered to me by one particular woman who said I was a bitch and ruined the New Year's Eve party. Ah, and I would. I, I would have remember that New Year's. I Eve. do. I, I also remember that New Year's Eve. Uh, the the double down would be to kick her out of that party even sooner than. Apparently, I caused her to leave. Boom. <laughs> Love it. All right. Frick, frock, or what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Drew? Frock. Mm, I like frock. I love your frock. Anyways, <laughs> last, last and final question. My friend! Table tennis, croquet, or have a third child? Croquet. Drew? Table tennis. Oh, oh, table tennis. Okay, all right. Well, that was um. I, those are those rapid fire questions that I wanted to put you guys on the spot. See how you guys did. You did all right. You did okay. I think. Uh, Muy rapato. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, we are on the last final segment. It's all in the details. Now, Tim's hook of information is always regarding Kate Moss, which seems to get him in pretty much every time with Mary. We're all pretty good friends. And if we went back to the fateful night of D&D Tomb of Horrors, uh, cement our friendship with information that you've learned that is not too personal as to dive, drive the person away. Like, so if you use Nathan's shower water as information, I would know that there's no way that you should know that information. And I would be very, very afraid. But if you just knew like, oh yeah, like, Pepsi, like you want to, you want to share a Pepsi? I'd be like, oh, whoa, okay, cool. He knows that's cool. So I'd love to. I don't want to know that you're a time traveler. So reveal the information as nonchalantly as possible to avoid suspicion. And uh, yeah, Drew, start it off. Oh man, okay. So that that one night of you know playing D and D, I would. I would definitely offer you a Pepsi because that would be part of the drinkage that would be taking part in playing that game. I I would also kind of offer the intention of saying, hey, do you want to play a druid? You know what? If you have an animal companion, you should call her uh, Kate. Is she a baby? Oh. <laughs> is she is she having a land shark (laughs) and then and then casually i would introduce you to my friend ethan and then maybe i'll like don't you just love that name oh that would set into motion quite a few things probably was ethan around when when we first met was ethan born yet 
I don't know. I know no, she you're, wasn't. You're, she wasn't. I, I didn't think so because your wife kept like posting different pictures and I would see that they're like three years old on Facebook. And I'm like, ah, I remember that face. I remember that face. I remember that face when he actually liked me. And he would <laughs> he would fall asleep. <laughs> oh, okay. man. I mean, some things. Yeah, definitely. I would also probably look at uh, look at Jack and, and say like, you know, oh, tomb. It's, a, it's kind of a place for betrayal. <laughs> Switch of alignments. <laughs> Still to this day, one of my favorite moments That's in a game. Serious. Hey, do you need a weapon? I would love a weapon, friend. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. Well, I would show up with a uh, 12 pack of uh, cold Pepsi. Uh, as Nathan had said. Uh, also, out of my gaming bag, I would nonchalantly pull out a uh, unopened box of Q-tips <laughs> and make up some story about how there was a buy one, get one special, and so I went ahead and... Does, does anybody need this extra unopened main brand <laughs> box of Q-tips? Uh, I, I might mention to Drew that uh, I... Uh, I have a good friend that lives over near him, but they're moving out because they've been broken into twice <laughs> and then make very, very direct eye contact. Uh, oh, but no. then I would offer to share with him a uh, bottle of uh, Klingon blood wine. Oh, the blood wine. And then honestly, this is too easy because I could have just brought up, uh, hey, uh, you guys ever thought about doing a, a movie podcast? And that would have about timed the first season in a completely Ooh. different <laughs> times get the before time <laughs> he just he wants to retcon all of that get in in on the action before it even started <laughs> oh he was he was offered the action <laughs> he was <laughs> and he he saw it in his face he took it from him <laughs> uh, so jack it's super nice to meet you man you have the look of a naval officer, but not like a cliche battle admiral, more like a cruiser captain that's trying to capture a crucial point of a victory condition. Uh, I digress. Uh -huh. You think our characters uh, in this D&D &D campaign could just camp the whole adventure? Just, you know, as long as there's not like a flash flood. But I don't know. Just maybe we could <laughs> just camp. Ah, <laughs> oh, Drew, Drew, Drew. You know what my favorite Lionel Richie song is? Hello? Ah, uh, we could save that for midnight some other time. You know what I mean? But you know what I can't stand? When teachers are forced to cram 37 kids into a 32 max room. Did I say that my parents were teachers? Uh, they're like Frodo and Sam. Oh, so, yeah. oh. <laughs> Uh, that's sad i'd be i'd be really excited for two cats and then one dies thanks <laughs> you got uh you got any pets nathan yeah we got a dog named kate oh baby kate oh what kind of breed is it oh really well you should be careful those uh breeds are very protective you know don't want to have any murdered kittens land <laughs> they they or, are often deemed land sharks or or any issues at uh dog parks because uh that happens <laughs> I don't know if, Drew, you got that whole uh, Lionel Richie Midnight. Lionel Richie Midnight, hello. That's, uh, have you not done Ricky, Rocky Horror Picture Show? Is that? Oh, but, but that's not, that's not Lionel Richie. No, but that's what the audience says. Like, what's your favorite Lionel Richie song? Hello. Oh, no. that's oh. funny. I've never, I've never heard that callback. Really? Oh, okay. Well, yeah, and I know, and I know quite a few. Just shit all over <laughs> that. Yeah. I'm man. sorry. Nice, oh, nice, nice guess. He would, he would have just been like, oh, "Fuck off!" What with the it. hell? Midnight, Lionel Richie. Uh, this guy is weird. Uh, we're not doing Tomb of have Horrors. Have you ever tonight. even seen Rocky Horror Picture Show? <laughs> <sighs> Whatever. I actually haven't. Oh. oh. 
Oh. oh my gosh! Maybe that'll be the musical choice, and we can it's we can have two viewings one secret. one natural viewing, and then one viewing where I will do voiceover callbacks. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, and and Jack will be our virgin. Oh man. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> um, the cherry. <laughs> so what what would you guys um rate this wonderful film? I'd take off my shirt and my bra, but I'm not taking my pants off for Scotland. So two out of four. Okay, Drew. I would give this four well-determined and well-thought-out trips back out of five. Very good. Very good. I would give this a two out of three babies. And I would make sh- I would make sure that you know you'd have that insurance kid because if you just left it at just the two, it it wouldn't do well. So you need to have that third. This is a good movie. It it hits all the feels, but mm. it's definitely not something that I want to watch a lot or super N- often. No. So it, yeah, two out of three kids. So. I like it. But yeah, but yeah. but is there any Patreon specials? That's more of what I'm looking for, Jack. There's definitely a Patreon special. Always. <clears throat> this is the um, Patreon exclusive for About Time is uh, the Reverse Time Traveler package. Uh, as time travel is not possible for us, we can uh, nonetheless offer some of the benefits from About Time. Tim uses his power to get him out of embarrassing situations with a redo, but for us, that's not an option. So the Real Feel Squad, at your direction... Uh, when you begin cocking up, so to speak, we will sap the pe- people or person you're with, dump them by the side <laughs> of the road, and pour half a Whoa. bottle of liquor on them. And voila! They probably won't remember what you did, and you could easily re-engage with them using more refined behavior. Oh my God. This service is yours and more for a monthly retainer of a million dollars, so come on and let's time travel some motherfuckers. <laughs> Outstanding. Uh. They won't even know a hit. Well, where, where could people find us on the uh, the interwebs? Oh gosh! Well, everyone can always find us up on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for the Real Feels Podcast. That's R E E L. Same thing over on Twitter. We are at Real Feels Pod. And if you ever want to get a hold of Jack on Twitter, Jack's Instagram or uh, Twitter handle is what Jack? It's uh, at Just Real Feels, which is at G I U S T real feels come on down and join me i've been uh doing a nicholas cage marathons mm-hmm. uh, for the past Ooh. two weeks i'm on the second week of cage watch join me for cage watch uh we just finished uh movie 19 last night whoa 19 nicholas cage movies so we're, we're rounding about uh just under a, a fifth of uh his his uh, <laughs> <That's a fifth. laughs> his filmography yeah. that is yeah. so amazing yeah. though yeah, it's that yeah. many. It it kind of is. Nathan, how about you on uh, Twitter? Um, so I'm Nato Rar uh, at Nato Rar, but I, I'm rarely on Twitter. Mostly, if you just give a good think about me, um, I'll receive it. I'll <laughs> I'll definitely <laughs> I'll definitely feel the the, I'll feel the you. vibe. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll I'll just feel those uh, those thoughts and I'll be grateful for them. So, oh uh, but yeah, you're more than welcome to hit me up on Twitter. Uh, I promise you, I probably won't be able to respond, or I just won't see it or but i just won't definitely let's just be honest <laughs> just be honest probably won't even happen but yeah uh, you guys can always hit us up on twitter you can always send us an email at realfeelspodcast at gmail.com or if you want to call the tooch line the tooch you, line you can always call the real tooch feels tooch line. line at 
0030. Today is my tooch day. It's my tooch line too, yeah. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, if people always want to, uh, you know, leave a, uh, a review on Apple Podcasts, that is always the keen way to do things as well. And more importantly, if you want to get in on getting some real fill swag, decide what movie we are going to possibly be watching next. Guys, you can always join us up on Patreon and uh, become one of the realest fans out there. And I promise this is not always going to be our MO of films of super sad time traveling you know cry fest we will be doing some other films in the next i, I don't believe you did uh, last week it was onward <laughs> this week <laughs> about time i know you made jack watch onward and, <laughs> and about time and you know thank god we do a different movie genre every two weeks every two weeks and coming up we have drew's <gasps> film noir and then after that, it uh, it goes back to Jack. Jack, have you decided which genre you're going to I, grace us I with? I think after film noir, we uh, we get a little silly with it, and we do sword and sorcery. <gasps> Ooh, okay, excellent. Yeah. And then Nathan, what's your next one? I believe be? have you, have you I'm looked, going to be far enough through the palantir to see. I will be, <laughs> I will be stepping it up with something a little bit more lively. Uh, perhaps it'll be time to introduce war. What is it good for? Or or something. A little bit, a uh, little bit, uh, something in that that direction. I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm interested to see what you pick for war. <laughs> Talk about a uh, a plethora, <laughs> broad category. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. a great category. But like, I mean, what do you pick? Exactly. They're all so good. <laughs> Anyways, just don't pick Das Boot. I've I've already watched that three and a half hour long movie once this year. Fair enough. That's that's fair enough. It now. will, ladies and gentlemen. Spoiler alert: It will not be Das Boot. So mm, good. Neat. Uh, what? Machine of oh, I, like, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I thought you said. <laughs> I thought he said Nate. Like, I was I like, know, what? I know, I'm that's sorry. what I heard. Mine and Kriegsmarine sent That's what I heard too. <laughs> I was like, did you want it? You should have told me that you wanted that movie. Like, gosh. Uh, <laughs> Just let me be angry at German. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all so very, very much for tuning in. Uh, I'm sure you're all in quarantine. Stay safe. Stay alone. Uh, or is, that the, is that the phrase? I don't know what the phrase is. Stay safe. Stay alone. Stay alive. Stay alive. Is that like another, so what an overly protective father tells his daughter? Stay safe. Stay, stay alone. Secret. <laughs> Keep it <laughs> secret. Keep it safe. Uh, Frodo. The door. The, the door. door. Uh, until next uh, time, I'm Nathan. This is Jack. I'm Drew. And you're the realist. And the feelist. And just remember that all the time traveling in the world can't make someone love you. Oh, oh, what a line. Little shit. <laughs> <laughs>